Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. Welcome back to the Word Podcast. Let's just jump right into Matthew 23. If you'll remember, if you've been with us in previous episodes, if you haven't, go back and catch them because it'll make a lot more sense. Uh, We're looking at what Jesus was saying when he was in the temple. And this is just uh, shortly before he's actually killed, okay? And so we're seeing what the dynamic is. We're seeing what the context is. And our ultimate goal is to really understand what Jesus said on the Mount of Olives to his disciples when they ask him a couple of questions. Remember, you see it in Matthew 24 and Luke 21 and Mark 13. Uh, The disciples had come to him and said, when will these things occur and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? So you see that there's some things that have to occur. You also see that there's a sign. There's a sign. And boy, that right there blows a lot of people's eschatology out of the water if they would just pay attention to it, okay? But we'll get to that later. Because what we're looking at is we must understand what the context is. And so Jesus had been uh, uh, dealing with those that were coming against him. Some were questioning his authority. Uh, The Pharisees had come to him and said, uh, hey, uh, by what authority do you do this? Pharisees came to him and said, uh, should we pay a poll tax? Uh, The Sadducees came to him and asked him a hypothetical question about a woman who had been married to seven brothers and in the resurrection uh, of all the brothers who whose husband would she be i mean whose uh, wife would she be because they'd all had her remember that and so jesus dealt with each one of these things they finally sent a lawyer to him and said what's the greatest commandment of all and he said what to love the lord your god with all your heart your mind your soul and strength and the second is like unto it to love your neighbor as yourself And so from that point on, they didn't ask him any more questions. But Jesus turns and he starts talking to his disciples and to the crowds. And he tells them, the things that the Pharisees and the scribes and religious rulers tell you to do, do them because they sit in the seat of Moses. But the things they do, do not do them. And boy, the same could be said in so many situations today. And then he turns to the scribes and the Pharisees, and he starts going through a series of woes, W-O-E. And he says, woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrites. And so we're going to pick it up uh, with verse 16. I think this is the fourth woe. And he says to him, woe to you, blind guides. (laughs) So just think of that picture. They're supposed to be guides, and he's saying you're blind. So woe to you, blind guides, who say this. Whoever swears by the temple, that is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple is obligated. Now, when you look at the balance of Scripture, you find out that we're really not supposed to be swearing in any way like that. Okay, We let our yeses be yes and our noes be no. Okay. We don't swear. Uh, I think that even uh, applies in today's society. I've had a couple of times when I've had to testify for people and things like that, and I will not swear in a traditional sense. And our law affirms that because the law will say this, will you swear and or affirm? And I, I always say the same thing. I will affirm that my yes is yes and my no is no. And, and the, you know, the judges are totally cool with that. The lawyers get all bent out of shape, you know. But it's because of what the Scripture says. I, I'm going to tell you the truth, okay? You don't have to swear by something else. But what they were doing, they were swearing, but they wouldn't swear by the temple. They were swearing by the gold. The next verse gives some more understanding. Verse 17, you fools and blind men. This is Jesus speaking now. Which is more important, the gold or the temple that sanctified the gold? 
So he's drilling down on what their real uh, uh, issue is, what their real focus is. And it's all about the money, money, money. And he's saying, which is more important, the gold or the temple? And the temple actually sanctifies the gold. Verse 18, he says this, and whoever swears by the altar, that is nothing. That's what the uh, p- the priests were saying. Well, if you swear by the altar, that's nothing. If you swear by the temple, that's nothing. In other words, you can break that affirmation. And that's what they were doing. They would break those affirmations. But Jesus says, you're saying whoever swears by the altar, that is nothing. But whoever swears by the offering on it, he is obligated. And he's what Jesus is doing, he's dealing with their interpretation of the law. He's dealing with their manipulation of the law. He's dealing with all these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of rules and regulations that they had superimposed upon the word of the Lord. Boy, do we not deal with that day in and day out, right? He continues on, verse 19. You blind men, which is more important, the offering or the altar that sanctifies the offering. So what's the conclusion of this? Verse 20, Jesus says this, Therefore, whoever swears by the altar swears both by the altar and by everything on it. And whoever swears by the temple swears both by the temple and by him who dwells within it. And whoever swears by heaven swears both by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. So he's already called them blind guys. He's already called them hypocrites repeatedly. What he's saying is this. (coughs) If you're going to swear like this, if you're going to say these things, you need to understand that you just can't pick and choose. You can't sit there and say, okay, I swear uh, by the altar, which means I've got my fingers crossed and I don't really have to adhere to what I'm about to say I'm going to do. But if I swear by the offering on the altar, then that means I'm really, really serious. He's saying you're blind guys, you're fools for doing this. Because when you swear, you are swearing by, the, uh, by heaven, by the throne of God, and by him who sits on it. So if you say you're going to do something, if you bring forth your word and you declare that, then you cannot come back and say, well, no, no, I've changed my mind because I was just really swearing by the temple. Uh, The leaders had really done some evil things related to this, and it goes back to some of the other woes, uh, particularly like taking advantage and devouring the houses of widows and things like that. Again, it's just like today. It was all about the money and the resources. It's all about the power. What did the Lord have to say about that? Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrites. It's the same word that we're to hear today and we're to receive today. Receive it as a word of exhortation to not behave like this. I know there's many of us that are gathering together here that are in leadership positions in churches. So if you find yourself uh, in like committee positions and roles like that, be certain to speak forth the truth and to live the truth and not get caught up and a pharisaical religionist mindset like this. So often people get caught up in it. And again, it's done in the name of the kingdom. Okay, it's done for the sake of the good. But there's really an even more evil agenda behind it. Sometimes it's just a simple thing that we just want more people in our gathering. Or we just need to pay the building off. Or we just need to do all this and then we can really do things for God. No, 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 no. Don't get caught up in that. Okay, ask the Lord. He will guide He'll give us understanding 
And I'll tell you what, he's going to prick our hearts about this, but it's going to be for our good. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.